This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle, and today we'll be talking about a sport that really gained momentum during the pandemic. You're wondering, what sport could that be? As most sports had to close down. Not the American Cornhole League. It continues to grow in popularity and viewership. And my guests today are the best in the world. The 2022 ACL World Championships are coming up August 3rd through the 7th. This is the biggest event of the year. There's more than $250,000 in guaranteed cash payouts. And similar to the golf majors, these ACL pros are competing for high prize money payouts and standings that lead up to the 2022 ACL World Championships. I'm thrilled to have guests today. As I mentioned, they are the best in the world. Stacy Moore is the commissioner and founder of the ACL. Stacy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us, Doug. I appreciate it. Congratulations on a terrific run already. Trey Ryder is the very entertaining television analyst who's been dubbed the Tony Romo of Cornhole. Trey, great to see you. Yes, thanks so much. Excited for this. And when you're going to talk about Cornhole, why not go to the best players in the world? And that's what we're doing here on Sports Jam. Kaylee Hunter is a college student, and she's attending community college in Winston-Salem. And she has everybody talking about her skills And so, Kaylee, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. And the amazing Mark Richards, who is a physical education teacher, and that is in Tri-Township in Wanata, Indiana, a rookie on the tour, and he has just taken the ACL by storm. If you watch him, you just shake your head. And if you watch Kaylee, too, you just go, how do they do this with such consistency? Well, they're pros, and that's how it happens to be. So thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, thank you for having me. So Friday, August 5th is also the Celebrity Charity Super Bowl World Championships in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which will be a two-hour broadcast live on ESPN The Ocho, where eight celebrities and eight ACL pros are competing for $1,000 for charity. So Stacey, I want to start off with you. In order for a league to have success these days, has to be backed by sponsors and viewership and ESPN and other networks like that. You've done that. It didn't come about easy. wasn't easy at all. A lot of, uh, lot of hard work, a lot of networking, a lot of persistence uh, got us to where we are today. And um, we certainly appreciate the opportunity that ESPN and Johnsonville and Bushes and Bacardi, Mike's Hard Lemonade and All Cornhole have given us to, to grow this great support. You just mentioned some really top sponsors. So people, you know, when I told people at the radio station that I would be doing cornhole, the excitement just peaked out and and one person hadn't seen it. And they say, you're missing out. You're missing out if you haven't watched cornhole. And a lot of people, Stacey, did start to watch this during the pandemic, right? Yeah, absolutely. The the pandemic, I think, uh, introduced us to to a whole new group of people because they were able to see us on a consistent basis week after week. So it was a big, uh, big opportunity for us that, that we've taken full advantage of. Taking full advantage of being a young guy who's played the sport, but is even better broadcaster. That's maybe why they call him Tony Romo of Cornhole, but maybe because he can predict what's going to happen as well and use that telestrator. Trey, you have just uh, made this sport so much better to watch because of your analysis and the fun that you have with it. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely uh, Tony Romo was a lot better at football than I was at cornhole. So uh, <laughs> I think that's a little little generous to say. But no, certainly uh, you're right. It comes from a, a point of having fun and a passion for it. I started playing this game growing up as a player. And and once you learn to play after a couple of years, you just find yourself uh, really immersed in it. And you learn all the different strategies and intricacies of the game. And so being an analyst for, for a sport like Cornhole, really, I just kind of wanted to be my job to relay to the general public all the small details and intricacies of the game that people would find really interesting, right? A lot of people think, hey, I just – it, it, you just do what Mark Richards does. I just slide the bag in 36 times out of 36 times, right? And sometimes that's what happens, but other times you get yourself in a situation where there's defense and there's strategy and there's and it's it, it becomes a chess game between opponents. And and really what I, I pride myself in is trying to relay exactly what is going on in the mind of the players um, in that chess game to, to see who ultimately comes on top. Now I don't, I don't, I don't know if I envision Richards trying an airmail here. He may just try to grab. Oh no, he is. And hits them both. <laughs> that shows how confident he is. Because normally, he don't get me wrong, he's got some aggressive tendencies, but he's not one like Josh Holland to go after every single opportunity. Him going at it in that situation tells me he is feeling it. Recently, I watched a tournament that Kaylee won, and Kaylee, there were some very difficult shots that you had to make, and they're called airmail, and I know airmail drag is your favorite. Can you describe what happens and how you make that work to so much success? Um, well, especially on TV, um, it's a lot harder because there's more pressure and, you know, everyone's watching you, but the airmail is definitely a hard shot, but it's definitely one of my favorites. I've actually been practicing on my airmail game here recently. I try to throw, like when I'm practicing, I try to throw like 10 or 20 airmails at the end, or sometimes I just go and practice and just throw airmails. And that kind of skips, right? It skips over the blockers, people that have set yeah. up, right? Yeah, it's like goes over the blockers. <laughs> That's a very difficult shot. And it's something that Mark Richards in his rookie season for this league has perfected as well. Mark, I watched your perfect game uh, the other day, uh, 36 in a row. You know, I, I think about how difficult bowling is because to be consistent, I think about golf, how difficult. Cornhole is the same way. How have you been able to master it in your rookie season? Well, I think a couple things um, I can pay tribute to that. The first thing would be um, the bags that I throw, throw from Gladiator. The bags are really hole friendly, meaning when I throw a bag that might be to the left or to the right a little bit of the hole, it's probably going to grab onto the hole and go in. So um, the bags that I throw are really um, hole friendly first off. Second off, I actually um, started this about a month ago where I put three of the bags on the board and I really focus on one bag at a time. And I think throughout that that run of 36 in a row, I really did a good job of focusing on each bag and trying to put it in the hole. What kind of mental game is Cornhole, Mark? Um, so personally for me, it's kind of like when you watch those movies and you see like a, a long alleyway and it's just like a, a bright light that leads down the whole way. I think that's kind of like me when I'm throwing. All I focus on is the bag in my hand and the hole that's down for me. 
Stacy, as the commissioner, when you're watching this sport, obviously they have to really be at the top of their game for people to care, right? And you've been able to create this league since 2015 and found these amazing players. When we see people put it in time after time again, we don't get tired of that when we're watching. We're rooting for them to do that. And that, that's that's more part of the excitement, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and Mark's run there wasn't as easy as it sounds as just sliding the bag in the hole. He had to he had to navigate around his opponent playing some pretty good defensive strategies uh, against him. So what he did in that perfect game is incredibly impressive. And uh, the fact that he can do that his, his rookie season, I think, sh- shows the kind of depth that we now have developed in our sport. So uh, as we've grown in popularity, the quality of play of our pros has gotten so good that out of our 256 pros, just about anyone could win a singles event uh, at any given time. So and the number of people coming out trying to qualify to become a pro, uh, it's been really great to see kind of at the local level and what we've been able to do at the grassroots to, to build this sport. And the top female pro is Kaylee Hunter. And Kaylee, since this is just your second season, how about the rivalries? Have you already started to have some rivalries with fellow competitors? Have you felt pressure from from opponents? Um, well, even the women talent is really good. Um, last year, I was kind of like an up-and-coming player, but this year um, I've done a lot better. I've made more TV appearances. You know, I've actually kind of made a name for myself this year. Um, now, like when I step up to the girls, they're like, oh, it's Kaylee now, like because they actually know that this year I've been killing it. So I wouldn't say rivalries, but they definitely know who I am now. When you're calling the action, Trey, what is it about Mark and Kaylee that you think makes them stand out in, in such a short period of time? Yeah, it's got to be mental focus. So I've even seen uh, uh, an uptick. Obviously, Mark is is a rookie, so I, I don't have a lot to compare it to last season, right? But Kaylee, even I can see a difference in last season. This season, it's ability to channel the nerves, right? And, and Kaylee Hunter last year was a player that had all the tools, but it was a question of could she take all those talents and all those tools and all those shots that she had And could she combine that with a really strong mental game in order to become a dominant player? And that's something that she's been able to do transitioning from last season to this season. You hear Mark, one of Mark's biggest, you know, um, uh, mental sayings is, is focusing on every single bag. Right. And, and so often we get to a point where a player walks up to the board and they go, I need to throw all four bags in. Right. But that's not the mentality for Mark is my mentality for Mark is this single bag that I have in my hand. What am I going to do with this and whatever I'm going to do with this bag, whether it's put it in, put it on, throw an airmail, try to drag a bag, try to do whatever. He's focusing on that singular bag. And so, again, it all go, goes back to that mental toughness and that mental strategy. Mark has become an elite player just in his rookie season for the ability to focus on that shot by shot. And that's something that, although Kaylee didn't do it immediately out of the gate last season, you're seeing more and more of her do it this season. And a big airmail by Kaylee Hunter to drag them all. I didn't think they'd all go, but they do. And that's the big shot here in this quarterfinal matchup. She leaves 
The next one short. Can it be answered by a push by Chismark? It cannot. And although Hunter is disappointed by her last bag, that big airmail was crucial in this stage of the game. And as Trey talks, you say, yeah, he knows this sport. Yeah, he can <laughs> he can describe it better than anyone. Stacy Moore is the commissioner of this league. And Stacy, you had to learn what it was like to be a commissioner or to run a league. And you got that in just one year of helping your family with the Greensboro City Gators in basketball, right? You've done your homework. You've done your homework, Doc. Not many people know about the Greensboro City Gators. But, uh, yes, I, I got my feet wet uh, early on in sports with a uh, failing Global Basketball Association and, and that Greensboro City Gators team only lasted one season. So um, got to taste failure at a, at a young age. And uh, certainly learned a lot from that and, and applying a lot of those things that, that I learned um, from failing um, towards being successful with this league. And you can see behind him, you see the sign that says Wolfpack is an <laughs> NC State grad. There's a real Carolina flavor to this yeah. whole edition of Sports Game. State there, and I've got South Carolina Gamecocks there. Uh -oh, Trey's uh, going down. <laughs> Trey's giving you the down sign. <laughs> Trey's a Clemson guy. So we have a good uh, in office rivalry but uh yeah i'm a carolina's guy uh like i said nc state in south carolina uh grew up in charlotte uh my father lived in spartanburg south carolina so um got some great roots in in both states did you think back in 2015 that you would reach this kind of height when it comes to prize money and and viewership yeah so parts of it i expected other in terms of our growth um our prize money is certainly good, but it's still not anywhere where I want it to be. And so I feel like our prize money relative to our popularity, uh, when you compare us to other sports and how we're doing with our ratings against other sports and for our players not to be making equivalent money to say, like, if our ratings are similar to the WNBA, I want, you know, Kaylee to be able to make as much money as a WNBA player. That's my goal and objective, and I'm, I'm working really hard to continue to increase our prize pools. I think certainly uh, it's great where we're at, and we need to be really excited about where we're at, but we still got a long way to go. I would think those are words that Kaylee wants to hear because as a college <laughs> student, right, you want to be yeah. able to just make money at the American Cornhole League and just take off from there, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about managing your schedule as a full-time college student and being able to participate. Obviously, you're on break right now, most likely, but uh, how have you been able to manage school and the ACL? Um, it's pretty easy. So go to school every day, get home, do some homework, and then go practice. <laughs> and then occasionally, like throughout the week, I have weekly blind draws that I go to local here. And then pretty much every weekend, from Thursday to Sunday is traveling to tournaments. There's pretty much tournaments every single weekend. I believe you learned how to play this game in the backyard with family and friends and your dad's your mentor. So I would imagine that he's excited for you. Yeah, he's really happy for me. He's been playing. That's He's the one that really got me into cornhole. He plays um, just for fun. He just plays. It's just something to do like with his guy friends and Sometimes he plays in the lower division in the ACL, but he doesn't really take it serious like me. As a lefty, Mark Richards, uh, you know, in any sport, lefties 
sometimes have the advantage closer to first base in baseball, great pitchers from the left-hand side. Is there an advantage to being a lefty in the American Cornhole League? Uh, in some ways, I would say yes. And those ways are like, let's say, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, a blocker bag earlier where a bag is in front of the hole. Um, the rotation of my bag, the way it spins, um, you know, when I'm playing against a player, they might think like, you know, my block is pretty good against Mark, but the way my bag turns, I might be able to, you know, shift their blocker out of the way a little differently. And I might be able to get around their bag differently. So my bag get in the hole. So I definitely think there are advantages. You know, we have this, this uh, rule in cornhole where you can step out um, to your left or to your right three feet to get a better angle um, when you're throwing your next bag. And, you know, when my arm's on the outside, I feel pretty confident getting around a bag. So, yeah. Teaching physical education in Indiana, being a champion player, has that changed anything as far as your students? Do they look at you differently? Uh, you know, I didn't really have as much success as I have uh, recently when I was teaching. Uh, we, we stopped uh, school in, uh, I believe in May. Uh, so I really haven't seen any of the kids around. Um, I'm definitely looking forward in a couple of weeks to getting back to school and, and kind of talking about my summer break to them. <laughs> I can imagine, right? By the way, I'm just now the top player in the American Cornhole League. <laughs> this sport tray started many, many, many decades ago. And there's controversy over where it actually started. Was it Germany? Was it Kentucky? But it has gained such popularity, and we talked about because of during the, the pandemic, but it's been able to maintain its drive. What do you see about this sport? Everyone can relate to it, right? We're terrible at it. People like me, we're just awful at the sport. So when we see somebody like Mark Richards and Kaylee Hunter, we're amazed. Yeah, the two words that I always like to use are accessible and relatable. So, you know, relatable being no matter where you've been, right? If you've been to a college tailgate, if you've been to a backyard barbecue, you've seen cornhole set up and you say to yourself, oh man, remember that time me and John went down to the tailgate and we played against these, these one guys and we threw a four bagger and everybody went crazy. And it was such a good memory, right? Cornhole has an ability to be relatable. You, you have a memory associated with it and, and accessible, right? I mean, part of the reason, part of the reason that soccer is the world's most popular sport is because you just need a ball, right? I mean, you can go play soccer anywhere. Cornhole, a little bit more equipment, but the idea is still the same. I can put, you know, two boards 27 feet apart. Some people make them at home. Um, you know, I can put them anywhere I want outside of, of, of where I live or, or at a tailgate or anything like that. So it's really easy to gain access to the game and, and people um, have an affinity for it, especially here in the United States. You know, our, our slogan is anyone can play and anyone can win. And I think part of the reason that it becomes so popular is because people can't turn away when they turn it on. They get sucked in, they get addicted. You know, when people watch Patrick Mahomes throw off his back foot 60 yards down the field, most people at home aren't saying, hey, I could do that. They're, they're, they're just like, wow, that was an incredible play. But in Cornhole, they're not going to be able to, trust me. But they see Mark Richards throw a four-bagger and they go, oh, I could do that, right? And so that gives them the bug to keep watching. It gives them the bug to keep playing. And although in some instances they're really mesmerized, by some of how good the top players are, there's also a part of them that says, I can do this. I want to play it. How do I get involved? 
surprised you didn't bring up a Clemson player as an example, <laughs> except for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Stacy, when we think about the, the popularity of this sport, we think about when we first were exposed to it. And for me, like many others, probably was on college campuses at Penn State and at Notre Dame and watching everybody play. And it, it is accessible for everybody, but it's that competition that also grabs us too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I first got introduced to the game at an NC State tailgate. I uh, was sitting there playing, and I just watched the number of cornhole sets being added every season around NC State games. And then when we were doing uh, tailgating activations for sponsors with different tailgating games, I just found players gravitating towards cornhole in a more competitive way than any other tailgating game. And so um, I just kept on asking myself, what is it about this particular tailgating game that gets people so worked up and so competitive more than any others? And, and the more I watched it, the more that I talked to the players that were competing and starting to compete in money tournaments around the country, um, I just became convinced that I could, I could elevate it into a legitimate professional sport. Kaylee, entertainment is what it's all about when it comes to viewership. Can you tell us maybe the funniest or strangest moment you've had playing cornhole to this point? Funniest? Um, I know it's all business, but there's got to be some moments, too, when somebody got under your skin or, or, that, uh, or somebody wasn't uh, expecting you to be the winner and uh, you overcame that. Anything that you want to mention to us? That means things are going well, Kaylee. That's what that means. <laughs> that means it's been all success for you. And, and, that's, and that's okay. So what kind of conversations now do you have with dad now that you're on top of the game? Well, um, when we first started, really, my dad, he was one of the better players around like our local bond draws. So when I first started, of course, I just picked up the bag and like, wadded it up and just threw it and my dad always had this spin to it so he was like the talk around our local bond draws but now <laughs> he gets mad now because i'm better than him like a lot better than him and how dare you people, right how dare you do that <laughs> and a lot of people like talk crap to him because his daughter can beat him now <laughs> and you can beat a lot of people so that it's not it's not just dad and yeah. when when it We've heard you and Mark talk about spinning the bag. Can you explain that a little bit more for us? Um, spinning the bag puts more rotation on the bag. So for me, I have a flat bag, so it like prevents it from kicking as much. It just stays true to the slide, and that helps with um, pushing, you know, just consistency. For you, Mark, when it comes to strategy and spinning and is there a shot that you can't make yet that you've been trying to perfect? There's one shot that I don't throw very much. A lot of guys who throw a different style of bag uh, throw it a lot, and that's called a roll bag. Um, basically, when there's a blocker on the board, you're able to airmail and just go over it. That's one of the things you could do, or you could try to roll over it. It's a little bit of a safer play. Um, it also looks really cool when you do it, and it basically you throw it with a little bit of the back of the bag downward, I guess you could say, and it little, literally rolls over the bag and goes in the hole. I throw um, slicker bags, meaning I just want to really go in the hole, 
But if there's a blocker or a couple blockers, I might now and then try to throw a roll bag. But I definitely would say I haven't perfected it, but um, something in the future that I would like to uh, maybe get in my arsenal. Trey, are you excited about having the celebrities being a part of this Super Bowl World Championship in Rock Hill, South Carolina? Yeah, Super Bowl is going to be great, the Super Bowl Championship. This is something that we just kind of did one event for the past two seasons, right? 2019, we did our first ever Super Bowl. We just had two players. We just had Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones, right? It was just a two-celebrity event. Then the next year, we said, okay, let's make it even bigger and better. Let's get four celebrities. So we had Rashad Jennings, Doug Flutie, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith all come out and compete in our Super Bowl two championship and then Stacy got big and bold this year, and he goes, "Let's let's make this a series and 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 really blow it out." And and so this season we did a series of of, of qualifying events leading up to these championships. I mean, throughout the season we've had people like uh, Phil Hellmuth, Shamar Moore, uh, Jay Cutler, um, you know, a variety of these big name celebrities coming out to all of our different events, competing to try to get into the Super Bowl three championship. And so now. It's all culminating here. So August 5th, we'll have all of the biggest names. We'll have Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore, um, Don Staley, uh, who will actually play alongside Mark Richards uh, at the Super Bowl Three Championship. Uh, of course, USA Women's Basketball and Hall of Fame coach Don Staley, she'll play. Uh, Jay Cutler won his prelim. We have a number of big, big celebrities um, from a lot of different backgrounds and, and demographics and fan bases competing. So, It'll certainly give a big, uh, you know, exclamation part on what's going to be already an incredible day in ESPN 8, the Ocho Day on ESPN 2. So, Stacy, you get the last question here as the commissioner and founder of the ACL, and that is you get to have a match tournament, but just three other people can be involved. Who are they going to be? And you're not allowed to pick Trey, Kaylee, or Mark. <laughs> Do I get to pick all celebrities? <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's a uh, you know that's an interesting one that I could go a couple of different dir directions with. I would say, um, you know, one of the biggest things for me is is that um, you know, as you mentioned, the Greensboro City Gators, and and I did that with my family. My dad had passed away by the time I started um, the American Cornhole League, so he hadn't had the opportunity to, to see this happen. And, um, so, you know, if I could have anyone be my doubles partner, you know, it'd, it'd be my dad. And, um, you know, we would love to go up against some NC state legends. So we would probably go with like David Thompson and, and Philip rivers. So we can keep it all NC state, keep it at the tailgate and, uh, and throw it down and see what happens. Mark, how did it, come about that you're from indiana everybody else seems to be carolinas i don't know uh i live in a pretty boring state uh all we really have is uh basketball which i love and you know a lot of cornfields everywhere and i don't know i uh i started watching youtube videos of guys probably from that area and uh picked it up and i just so happened to be living in indiana at the time so i lied we have a couple of moments left kaylee you get to be paired up with celebrity, no family members in this one, celebrity or another player, and just go one-on-one -on -one against them. Who do you want to just trash? 
Maybe not trash, but I would like to um, go against. I played softball a lot um, in high school, and it was one of my favorite sports. I would like to go against Jenny Finch. She was a really good pitcher, and I looked up to her a lot because I was a pitcher as well. But I don't want to trash her. <laughs> well, I thought I'd throw it out there because you're very serious sometimes, even though you're laughing there. I can tell when you're when I've watched you play cornhole you are serious you've got that face of determination and obviously you are a competitor just like mark is in fact all of you are because that's why you've been involved with this so with just a couple minutes left here on this sports jam tray can you tell us what we can expect five years from now in the sport of cornhole yeah it's a great question everything's fives so uh all in all involve the five so the next five years uh first we want to we want to have a five million dollar prize pool for our pro players that's that's a big priority for us we think we can get there through a variety of different things with you know sponsorship licensing media rights a lot of different things so that's a big priority for us uh 50 countries um, we want to be in the 2028 LA Olympics. We know that's going to be a really tough goal to accomplish, but we're working hard to get there. Um, but regardless, we want to be in 50 countries in order to, 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 to build that out and, and be um, an Olympic sport here in the near future. And then, and then 500,000 players in our uh, playing cornhole playing ACL specifically right now we have about a hundred thousand active players across, across the world now getting into those different countries, but there's no reason why in five years time with our growth that we can't hit that 500,000 player number. So that's, it, it's all fives on the five-year plan. And just to be fair, you want to give a shout out to your play-by-play -play announcer? Yeah, it's good old Jeff McCarriger. He's, he's probably better. He's not on this call. He's uh, he, but no, Jeff is, Jeff is amazing. Um, Jeff didn't come from a a, a, uh, a cornhole background, and he learned the game over a number of years. And now, now he hosts a cornhole podcast, right? So he's he's just he's just another example of how when people first get exposed to the game, they they get addicted, and then they eventually fall in love. So um, yeah, Jeff Jeff McCarriger, the golden voice of of cornhole. He's uh, he's 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 it's great to call call games alongside him. Trey Ryder, keep us entertained and keep up the great work in calling the action. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Stacy. a wonderful job as commissioner here. And uh, I, I can just tell that uh, if your dad was here, he'd be so proud of you, wouldn't he? I appreciate that. Um, that's what everyone seems to think. So I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. He was certainly my mentor and, and, uh, and I think he would definitely be very proud and like I said, we still have a long way to go. As Trey mentioned, with the getting in 50 countries, going to be no small feat, but we got an event in the Netherlands coming up, our first ever ACL Europe Open um, before our ACL Pro Shootout Championship and uh, our Pro Invitational. So we got a lot of great events coming up in addition to our World Championships here next week. Mark Richards, I know that you'll be having fun when your students return. So uh, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Continued success, and Kaylee, continued success to you, and uh, hope the dollars just roll in so the uh, college courses are paid for. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Sports Jam.
Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all my shows by going to wbgo.org slash sports jam. Or find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.